Welcome to this episode of Free Circle Freedoms. We conclude our coverage of the 5,000 year leap with the last four principles outlined in the 28 principles covered in the book. Let's get into the last four principles, shall we? The 25th principle, peace, commerce, and honest friendship with all nations, entangling alliances with none. Switzerland followed the Founders' policy. The Founders' original policy was similar in many ways to that of modern Switzerland, which has successfully remained neutral and aloft from entangling alliances during two world wars and numerous European quarrels. During these periods of intense military action, Switzerland did not follow a policy of isolationism, but one of universal diplomatic relations with all who might wish to come to Switzerland to buy, sell, borrow, or bank. She took a hostile posture towards none unless threatened. In general terms, this is the analogous to the doctrine of separatism practiced by the early American leaders. So now let's take a look at what Washington said what American foreign policy should be. He states, the great rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations is in extending our commercial relations to have with them as little political connection as possible. So far as we have already formed engagements, let them be fulfilled with perfect good faith. Here, let us stop. The 26th principle. The core unit which determines the strength of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect its integrity. Let's take a look at the responsibility of parents to the children. The trilateral construction of the family, consisting of father, mother, and children, raises the basic question of the duty of parents to the children and the respect which the children owe their parents. Locke stated that the authority of the parents over children is based on an important principle of natural law. The power, then, that parents have over their children arises from that duty which is incumbent on them to take care of their offspring during the imperfect state of childhood. 
to inform the mind and govern the action of their yet ignorant, non-aged till reason shall take its place and ease them of that trouble is what the children want and the parents are bound to provide. What a mature adult should know. Locke then went on to point out that once a person has grown to adulthood and learned from experience and maturity the proper use of his reason, he should be capable of applying and revealed laws of God to his daily life. Responsibility of Children to Parents Locke said that the reciprocal responsibility of children to honor and obey their parents is equally specific. As he, God, hath laid on them, the parents, an obligation to nourish, preserve, and bring up their offspring, so he has laid on the children a perpetual obligation of honoring their parents, which containing in it an inward esteem and reverence to be shown by all outward expressions, ties up the children from anything that may ever injure or affront, disturb, or endanger the happiness or life of those from whom he received his life, and engages him in all actions of defense, relief, assistance, and comfort of those by whose means he entered into being and has been made capable of any enjoyments of life. So therefore, it will be appreciated that the strength and stability of the family is of such vital importance to the culture that any action by the government to debilitate or cause dislocation in the normal structure of the family becomes not merely a threat to the family involved, but a menace to the very foundations of society itself. The 27th Principle The burden of debt is as destructive to freedom as subjugation by conquest Slavery, or involuntary servitude, is the result of either subjugation by conquest or succumbing to the bondage of debt. Debt, of course, is simply borrowing against the future. It exchanges a present advantage for a future obligation. It will require not only the return of the original advance of funds, but a substantial compensation to the creditor for the use of his money. The founders knew that borrowing money 
could be an honorable procedure in a time of crisis, but they deplored it just the same. They looked upon it as a temporary handicap which should be alleviated at the earliest possible moment. The founders established the policy of paying debt promptly. From the founding of the nation under the new constitution, it became policy of supreme importance to pay off the national debt. In his first term, President Washington wrote, I entertain a strong hope that the state of the national finances is now sufficiently matured to enable you to enter upon a systematic and effectual arrangement for the regular redemption and discharge of the public debt according to the right which has been reserved to the government. No measure can be more desirable, whether viewed with an eye to its intrinsic importance or to the general sentiment and wish of the nation. The 28th Principle The United States has a manifest destiny to be an example and a blessing to the entire human race. The founders believed that they were doing a wonderful thing. They felt themselves to be the instruments in accomplishing a kind of manifest destiny. Their exodus from Europe was that of a chosen people who were at length to lay the everlasting foundations of God's kingdom upon earth. John Adams wrote, I always consider the settlement of America with reverence and wonder as the opening of a grand scene and design in providence for the illumination of the ignorant and the emancipation of the slavish part of mankind all over the earth. Thomas Jefferson looked upon the development of freedom under the Constitution as the world's best hope and wrote to John Dickinson in 1801 that what had been accomplished in the United States will be a standing monument and example for the aim and imitation of the people of other countries. How so true has that rang out today? That concludes our look at the 5,000 year leap. Principles of Freedom 101, the 28 principles that have been outlined within the book. Make sure you go grab a copy of this book and read it in its entirety. You won't miss a beat. You won't want to put this book down. And as always, 
Join us for our next episode of Free Circle Freedoms, where we talk everything freedom. Go over, join us at our website, freecircle.website, and the new edition, podcast.freecircle.website. I'm Ed Waters. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Free Circle Freedoms. Ed, Free Circle, out. Thank you.